Welcome to the Storytel Audiocast with Teleconference Q2 2022. Throughout the call, all participants will be in listen-only mode, and afterwards there'll be a question and answer session. Today, I'm pleased to present Acting CEO Ingrid Boyner and Interim CFO Suzanne Eppelum. Please begin your meeting. Thank you, and welcome to our Q2 presentation. Um, so let's start with some of the highlights of the past quarter. So some of the key events, uh, our entire organization has been or, uh, really focused on implementing our four strategic pillars, uh, including also right-sizing and to ensure we have a scalable operations going forward. We have also focused our investments into our priority markets, and I will come back uh, to elaborate a little bit more on which they are and how we look at them. Uh, also, we have introduced a limited on time subscription basic in most of our markets. This is uh, to be certain that uh, going forward uh, in a climate of uncertain economic outlook, there is also an alternative for our customers who might want to adjust their listening behavior and also uh, still remain with Storytel. And it's also a good way to uh, increase uh, new customers wanting to test out the service. The audiobook trend is still strong across uh, our markets, uh, so we continue to see growth from this. We also have the general meeting and uh, have committed to the science-based targets initiatives. In terms of financial highlights, I'm happy to uh, announce the 31% year-on-year growth in our quarterly uh, streaming revenues on a global net sales amounted to plus 28% over the quarter to quarter. Um, we can also conclude that we have an EBITDA margin of positive 1.6% if we exclude uh, uh, items that are non-comparable compared to past year. So with that, I go into the next slide, uh, showing a little bit long-term projection of our subscriber and revenue growth. And as you can see from this slide, we have a continuous CAGR of subscriber growth of around 36% since 2017, and streaming revenues uh, follows SWIT. And what we can see also is that from the previous quarter, we now have our U.S. market, audiobooks.com, included in the numbers. And we also see that we are growing more in markets where the ARPU is slightly higher. So with that, I conclude some of the highlights and I will uh, turn to Susan to go through the numbers. Thank you, Ingrid. Uh, so let's have a look at our financial starting with the PL, excluding items affecting comparability. We have a solid quarter with net sales growing year on year by 28%. The gross margin is improving significantly compared to the second quarter last year. We can see uh, the effect of our strategic shift where we focus on priority markets including recently acquired audiobooks.com. 
The strategic shift also includes a change in how we organize the business as we presented in the first quarter. More than 100 employees left Storytel this year and our cost base has improved quarter on quarter. We will continue to invest in marketing, but we focus on investing where we can maximize our returns according to our strategic shift. All in all, the result is clear. The EBITDA margin, excluding items affecting comparability, improved from a negative 4.4% margin in the first quarter to positive 1.6% in this quarter. This is an effect of our strategic shift. Next slide, you find the reported figures, which include the items affecting comparability. In the first quarter, items affecting comparability was 133.4 million, which related to our strategic shift and phase out in Russia. This quarter also includes effects related to our strategy shift and Russia, but with 45.6. Bottom line, the reported EBITDA margin is improved. We have minus 0.7 compared to last year's minus 9.7%. Moving on to the next slide, you find the balance sheet. Not much has changed quarter on quarter. Some FX effect is shown in intangible assets and inequity. The cash position is at the same level as in the previous quarter. However, This includes an additional use of 150 million of the RCS, which was according to plan. This means that the cash level is at 450 million, available RCS at 250, in total liquidity at 700 million uh, kroner. So let's have a look at the cash flow. Cash flow from operating activities is negative. However, trending in the right direction. Cash flow from investing activity is driven by our investments in content as well as our tech platform, which continue to be important investments. All in all, I'm comfortable with the current financial position and improved profitability, which means that we are trending towards a full year EBITDA target range. With that, I hand over to you, Ingrid. Thank you, Susanne. 
So I wanted to come back to our strategic focus and re-emphasize the four pillars of our strategic journey uh, at Storytel. So um, we are accelerating profitable growth and we are emphasizing profitable growth since we are focusing our investments and costs clearly towards the priority markets. Then, of course, we are improving our products. We live uh, for our customers and we live for them to consume on our platform. So in order for them to enjoy the best time with Storytel, we want to have an excellent product that helps them spend time with us and also find the best stories and books to read and listen to. Of course, the cornerstone is to have the right content in our service. So we develop a content powerhouse owning uh, book publishers as well as uh, audiobook publishing, as well as having relationships with all the different publishers of the world and improving that relationship in order to them to continue to be a positive trend in the book industry. Last but not least, and this is where we have spent most of our time lately in Q2 and most of the efforts, and I would like to take the opportunity to thank the whole organization for really being uh, swift at uh, focusing and uh, being agile in terms of uh, restructuring. So we are building a scalable organization and ensuring that uh, we get the best out of everyone working at Stortel. So if we go into a little bit more on the focus of priority markets, I have previously said that it's about 10 markets and it's the Nordics, it's the US and it's four countries in main Europe, the Netherlands, Poland, Turkey and Bulgaria. This may shift uh, from time to time, but right now those are our priority markets. And of this, we have 87% of our subscribers here and 93% of our revenues. So these are higher ARPU countries, as well as countries where the audiobook industry is strong and the consumer demand is there. So this makes our investments into these uh, markets uh, more profitable, and that is also what is reflected in our uh, report figures. We are market leaders in seven out of these markets, and we still believe that there is more growth to come from these markets based on the fact that still the market penetration for audiobooks is still on the lower side. So we just looked at how many of the population actually has a downloaded app in terms of streaming uh, audiobooks, and it's about 25% collectively. Moving on to the other three pillars to do a little bit of a deep dive to what has been going on during the quarter. As I previously uh, announced, we have introduced a limited on time subscription to complement our unlimited offer and family offer. I think this is a core of what we do. We need to be relevant to all kinds of consumer groups and of course also stay relevant in times when economic climate and uncertainty is, uh, is higher. And this is something we will continue to develop over time. 
What is also very important is, of course, that the time spent in our product is easy, it's fun, it's uh, the right uh, books, and uh, everybody continues to come back to us. This, of course, enhances loyalty and improves the, uh, the uh, consumer sentiment towards Storytel. And I'm happy to see that our 2 million customers uh, actually consumed 138 million hours during Q2 together with us at Storytel. We have also about 1 million unique ISBNs uh, in our uh, service. And this is, of course, to enjoy uh, audiobooks relevant to the local population in our local markets. Uh, and as we have stated before, 85% uh, of all consumption goes towards a local author in local language. We are anticipating the launch of 1984, an audio drama based on Orwell's uh, uh, very famous book. Uh, and that will be released in several markets in August to improve our content catalog. And last but not least, in terms of scalable organization, we have managed to do a strategic shift. We will continue with this, ensuring that we centralize key function, automate processes, and ensure that we focus and gear uh, all our uh, energy towards our priority markets. This also, as uh, Susan explained, uh, has uh, involved the restructuring of our organization and letting go of some uh, employees during Q1, Q2. To move further, I would like to uh, revisit our uh, target uh, uh, in terms of our full year target for 2022 in terms of EBITDA margin. I believe that this strategic shift and the restructuring is on, uh, well on track according to our plan. And we are tracking against uh, the uh, group overall EBITDA target. Accumulated at this point, we are at minus 1.3% EBITDA. So the range is between minus three and zero. And then for uh, financial targets and outlook for quarter three, we are um, proposing a 27 to 29% growth, excluding Russia in our streaming revenues. And this is also then tracking towards the revenue growth previously announced around 30 to 34%. And there is no uh, guidance on our EBITDA quarterly target. With that, I'd like to conclude uh, this presentation uh, with uh, uh, our focus on our four pillars of our strategy and really just iterate them, accelerate profitable growth, product leadership, content powerhouse, and scalable organization. And we are welcoming uh, questions now, Susanne and me. Thank you. If you wish to ask a question, please dial 01 on your telephone keypads now to enter the queue. Once your name has been announced, you can ask your question. If you can't it's answered before it's your turn to speak, you can dial 02 to cancel. Our first question comes from the line of Joachim Gerl of DMB. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Thank you very much and uh, good morning. 
So uh, starting off uh, with uh, with how you view your uh, customers behaving, basically. So so to what extent would you say that uh, customers are, are churning based on inflationary concerns here? And perhaps you can comment a bit on, on, on how you or your view on this have changed over the past months and, and how this is reflected into the Q3 guidance. Yes, uh, thank you. Um, in terms of uh, churn, I am happy to see that our base of 2 million customers are uh, continuously uh, engaged with us and uh, we have not so far seen any uh, negative effect in terms of churn behavior and our metrics in terms of uh, engagement uh, look fairly stable. However, it is, of course, impossible to predict exactly how the economic outlook is going to look in terms of new customers and also, of course, customer behaviors. So what we have done is to introduce the basic offering, which we think is a, a way for uh, our consumers to find an alternative way uh, in if they find themselves in more economic distress. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Derek Lalabatia of ABG. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Yes, thank you for that, operator, and, and good morning, uh, team. Um, so, so first, uh, I'd like to ask on uh, on the non-Nordics um, uh, segment uh, here. Um, from from which market um, or markets uh, do you expect the the biggest contributions to to overall sales this year? And also, if you could perhaps comment on on where you currently see um, uh, particularly strong momentum among these uh, priority markets and, and if there are any of those that uh, that currently aren't uh, reaching your expectations. Thank you. Thank you, and good morning to you too. So <clears throat> if we should elaborate a little bit on our non-Nordic segment, what we are really doing is to focus our uh, investments and uh, engagement towards market with a higher ARPU and a stronger uh, consumer sentiment. So this uh, means also that there, uh, in, in some countries where we have lower ARPU and higher churn, some of these customers have churned out uh, and been then uh, instead... Um, uh, other customers in markets such as the U.S. and the other priority markets in Central Europe, as I mentioned uh, earlier in the call. Um, so this is where we see momentum. And um, I, I think we have a development of audiobooks.com in the U.S. Uh, that are uh, definitely um, performing according to plan and slightly better. Okay, great. Um, and uh, then I was wondering if you if you could give um, uh, sort of some more flavor on on how this um, uh, time limited the basic offering has has performed over the summer, and also uh, what you see for this um, uh, category going forward. Uh, is is this mainly uh, would you say if you if this is mainly generating new subscribers, or or do you also see quite a bit of movement sort of from the unlimited offering to, to the basic offering, if we could get some, some sort of figure of, mm. on that would be very helpful. Yes. So 
I think uh, uh, what we really want to uh, offer our customers is uh, a subscription that fits their needs and behavior. So uh, this is the way we look at the world. And uh, um, there is no one subscription that is performing better than the other. Uh, we still have strong uh, momentum in our unlimited product. Uh, and over the, the past years, uh, I, I think this is the family product that really has reaped the most uh, benefits uh, since that was launched in uh, 2018. Um, so I, I still see momentum in all our products. Uh, it is just that we uh, really want to complement uh, our offering um, and be sure that we, we can cover and welcome any type of customer to Storytel. All right, sounds sounds good. And, and then I'd also like to follow up on on I mean competition here. I mean uh, it's always been there, and, and it's natural that it's uh, increasing. Uh, but particularly, I was wondering if uh, I mean uh, how how do you view uh, sort of the outlook for your U.S. business, Audiobooks.com, here um, in light of uh, of uh, Spotify's uh, stated ambitions uh, within within the audiobook segment. Yes. Yeah, so as I said, I mean, our U.S. business is uh, uh, developing according to plan and slightly better. Uh, when it comes to competition, I understand that competition wants to move into our uh, category uh, since we uh, love story, uh, storytelling and audiobooks. Uh, and also we can see that uh, uh, different uh, institutions are projecting uh, continuous strong growth uh, in this market and so are we. Um, so I think what we can do to ensure that we, we stay competitive is uh, to continue to make the right investments into our product to make it uh, both easier and better to use our product. And of course, also to stay relevant on the content side. And uh, I think uh, together with uh, our publishing houses, we are very close to the uh, creator and author community, and this is uh, a strength uh, of Storytel and of ours, uh, as well as our uh, long-standing uh, relationship with uh, publishers uh, uh, around the world. And on top of that, we uh, we have become a, a, a pro producer, uh, one of the world's largest producer of audiobooks, and I think this is a strength that we will continue to uh, leverage going forward. Okay, that's uh, very encouraging. And um, and finally, from from my side, um, uh, partly based on on, um, on uh, Susanne's wording about um, the financing situation, I was wondering how do you view the potential for continued M&A and, and and the outlook for that, uh, opportunities, etc. Thank you. Yes, so our strategy has been based historically on both organic growth and M&A driven growth. And I think this is uh, continuously what we are looking at. And then the timing of this and the uh, actual potential uh, uh, cases, uh, it will of course be on a case by case uh, situation. Um, so I can't really comment any more details on that. Yeah, that's under, understandable and, and very clear. Uh, thanks, Ed. That's all for me. Uh, have a great um, uh, end uh, to the summer. Bye-bye. Thank you. Same to you. Bye-bye.
Thank you. And our next question comes from the line of Dennis Berberen of Carnegie. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Good morning, guys. Um, so starting off with audiobooks.com, that seems to be performing uh, pretty well, um, at least to my understanding. Uh, have you made any sort of changes such as increased investment? And if so, in what uh, that has bolstered the company's growth? And uh, well, you could also please confirm if that's the case. Uh, because based on app data, it seems like download growth trends has turned and it's, it's actually improving. Um. Yes, so thank you and good morning. Um, yes, if we look at what we have done over the, the past uh, uh, quarters where we have uh, had audiobooks.com in our um, group, we have, of course, started to collaborate closely and uh, leveraging all our knowledge uh, on the, both sides of the pond, so to speak. So there's a lot of best practice sharing going on between the, the two teams. Uh, and uh, we are also uh, looking into um, further developing our strategy uh, and collaboration. So. All right, um, and then on, on the Nordics here in Q2, uh, streaming revenues were a bit uh, short on your forecast. Um, what's your view on the current development of what Nordic markets are doing better and are there any markets that have uh, lost more pace? Yes, so um, we are more certain about the development in the Nordics uh, at this point uh, because we are already into the higher season of uh, uh, trending in terms of uh, many uh, subscribers in the Nordics uh, enjoy uh, Storytel during the summer and try to test it out. Whereas Europe is a little bit further behind in terms of uh, uh, vacation and less of a seasonality effect. All right, and, and by, by on a counter level, are you um... Would you possibly add, add some comments around the, the development? No, I think we we uh, we we want to continue to stay uh, cautious and positive. So the non-Nordic segment is projected to to grow by uh, approximately 100% uh, from year to year uh, in Q3. So I, I think this is uh, where we're guiding. Got it. And then finally, from my side, uh, and this is uh, used to be clear, is the communicated target based on reported or adjusted EBTA? Um, and then also um, related to this on, on structuring, I think you were pretty clear uh, mentioning that you're well on track. But are all measures now taken and implemented? Should we expect any spillover effects also in Q3? Yes. So uh, one of the big things we none of us anticipated this year was, uh, of course, the uh, the geopolitical situation that we have in, in the world and, and in Europe specifically uh, with war in Ukraine, which is uh, very sad to, to comment on. Uh, and of course, uh, our EBITDA uh, uh, target is not including any effects of, of, uh, uh, of such uh, uh, incomparable uh, measures. Uh, I think in terms of our Russian operation, uh, it should be now uh, all those uh, 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 write-downs should have been made uh, in Q2. Um, and we will, of course, stay uh, uh, very close to the economic development as we were discussing a little bit earlier in the call. Uh, 
Um, but at this point, we have done a big restructuring in the organization and closed that uh, in Q2. Uh, but we will continue to, to monitor this uh, uh, and continue to do most of our investments towards our priority markets. Of course. Got it. Very clear. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, we currently have one further question in the queue. So just as a reminder, if there are any further questions, please dial zero one on your telephone keypads now. And the next question comes from the line of Joachim Gunnell at DMB. Please go ahead. Your line is open. Thank you very much. I managed to hit hit mute earlier. So so hi again. Uh, but uh, just to follow up with one, with one more, so with, with the ambition here to turn UBTA break even over the coming quarters. Uh, when would you expect uh, this to basically translate into sustainable, uh, call it positive free, free cash flows? And uh, if you just can comment a bit on the quality puts and takes around uh, that, and also what what the free cash flow profile is in your uh, priority markets, uh, say excluding the the the, the, the tail of uh, yeah non-prioritized markets. Yes, thank you. I understood there was something uh, uh, before with the muted button because it made very, went silent. Uh, so, uh, commenting on uh, our EBITDA uh, target, uh, we have a group target level of zero to minus three percent. Uh, what we really focus on, since we are a subscription business, is uh, making sure that our investments are uh, really uh, done within a, a good return on investments. So it's, of course, also important to stay close to the different markets and mainly the priority markets and adjust accordingly during uh, during the year. And this is what we will continue to monitor uh, with the different type of CLV to SAC measures that we are, are looking uh, into in, in order to make sure that we have a, a healthy combination of, uh, of revenue and uh, profits. Uh, and I don't think we should comment anything more on the cash uh, position. Susan made it very clear what our liquidity position is at this moment. I don't know if you, Susan, want anything. No, I no, uh, I don't uh, actually have anything to add. We we are moving uh, moving to our targets, uh, EBITDA uh, minus three uh, percent to zero. And uh, and uh, of course uh, the strategic shift uh, will have a continued effect on the EBITDA margin and uh, um, in the end of course at the cash flow as well. Yes. Thank you. Understood. Um, understood. And just finally, uh, touching a bit on what what Derek alluded to, but uh, but focusing on on uh, your priority markets uh, excluding the US. I mean, competitors are also adjusting their strategies, prioritizing profitability ahead of growth. Uh, to, to what extent is that impacting the competitive dynamics for a market leader like you? I think that uh, we will stick to our strategy, uh, uh, of course, and uh, uh, I think the strategy that we are on uh, is the right one in terms of focusing on where we are, have already a a market leading position and where we have a, a strong consumer sentiment. And this is an industry one has to acknowledge that this is 
still an inter, uh, industry that is, is in its early stage. So there will be competition and there will be other players uh, wanting to be in this business. And it sort of makes all of us uh, better at the end of the day. Uh, and uh, what we need to do is, of course, to ensure that uh, customers feel that they get the most uh, out of our service in comparison uh, and also uh, continue to stay loyal. Uh, and that we do with our product development, uh, of course, and investments into content. Understood. That's all for me then. Uh, have a great summer in your lesson, Sam. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Yep. Same to you. Thank you. And as there are no further questions at this time, I'll hand the floor back to our speaker. Yes. So uh, thank you so much for listening in uh, on this uh, uh, in Stockholm summary day uh, and um, looking forward to uh, continue our dialogue when we report on the Q3. Thank you all.